go in a tryout. She doesn't look like that much competition. I could be competition, I think. So is Carson the competition or something else entirely? Let's find out together. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast, where age is nothing but a number in life and in fandoms. I am Sheila Amato and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com. And I am Kimberly Amato and you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at foreverfanpod. Same handle, three socials. I don't know why I keep doing it that way. (laughs) We are your hosts and we're glad you can join us. So on today's episode, we're going to be covering A League of Their Own, the 2022 series, not the movie from 1992. Mm-hmm. As always, spoilers are ahead. So if you have not seen the eight episodes of A League of Their Own, which is streaming on Amazon Prime, please pause us. We'll be right here when you return. So this will drop while we're away on our cruise and we're going to finally get some diving in. Yes. I love being underwater. You can't yell at me. Um, but hopefully, really? well, it's true. I can't hear you underwater. Hopefully, mm. we do come back with all our fingers and toes. Really? What? I am accident prone. You know I'm accident prone. Plus, I, I have the camera, and you know the little shiny thing underwater usually attracts stuff. Oh, my goodness. You know it's what? It's just me. You know what? Let's just dive right into the episode, shall we? Oh, God. Did you do that on purpose? Everything I do is on purpose. Oh, God help me. It's a type of dolphin. I know it's did. <laughs> you and your dad jokes. Okay, I'm just jumping right into the summary uh, from Amazon. In 1943, Carson Shaw travels to Chicago to try out for the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. There, she meets other women who also dream of playing pro baseball and makes connections that open up her world. Rockford local Max Chapman also comes to the tryouts, but is turned away. With the support of her friend Clance, she must forge a new path to pursue her dream. Yeah, and so this this series really is about um, two different worlds, right? Two parallel stories. Carson Shaw, the catcher, um, who's white, and Maxine Chapman, the pitcher, who's black, right? That's why she was turned away from the tryouts. They both love baseball and both are trying to find a way to just play the game that they love. They're also trying to figure out their gender identities um, as well as sexuality while fighting misogyny and discrimination along the way. And they develop a beautiful friendship because of baseball and they help each other find their paths. And before we go into the good, I'm just going to say in the original movie, Mm -hmm. the main two characters, Dottie was the catcher and Kit was the pitcher. Mm hmm. Yeah, just had to say that. Nice so, parallel there. It is. Uh, so I'm just going to jump right into the good. You know, the story of the All-American Women's League has been touched on, as we've said by mm-hmm. the film. Uh, there have been, I believe, documentaries in regards to it. And yes, I believe there is a small section in the Baseball Hall of Fame, if I remember when I went. When we went. Oh, yes, dear. But it still deserves to be highlighted in the modern day the way it is being highlighted. Because... Mm-hmm. We know about actual baseball, but you don't know about how the women lived, you know, how they survived, how what they were going through during mm-hmm. this time frame. So to study and to be more focused on that more so than the baseball, even though the baseball really is why they're all there and it's it's the common thread throughout. Right. I appreciate seeing these storylines. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that they were, you know, they, they were showing that for black players, right, men and women, and especially the women back in 1943, you know, when this was happening, women weren't even looked at to play baseball, right? It was like, oh, no, you, you know, you can't work and you can't, you can't play. 
And those who are good at it, like Max, like Maxine, it's just frustrating because she's trying every which way to 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 play, to find that that outlet, and no one is just giving her a chance. Max's mother even mentions that the only reason she got a loan for the salon is because her name is Tony, and they didn't realize it was an I, not a Y. Right. You know, Carson mentions, like, hands her husband, Charlie, I believe his name is, all of her cash. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why didn't you do it? She's like, well, you're not here. I couldn't open a bank account. It's very timely that this is coming out because of what is happening in politics to women now. Right. That we're starting to lose our own autonomy. So seeing that at one point we didn't have it, I think is very important. And the way it's done, it's not like bam in your face. It's more just... This is how it was. Right. And it's it, and that's a credit to the writing, right? It just it's so realistic and it transports you to that time. You can feel the frustration, you can feel the fear because it, the the other aspect of this whole series is the fact that it highlights there were gay women playing in the league. Mhm. And that you know, they were they were having relationships in secret. That they could finally find, um, I think you were the one who, who was telling me this, that they, you know, they, they, they were able to um, find other people who were gay and you know, just be themselves around each other. It was actually Maybell Blair, who literally came out at 95. Mm. So the, the fact that she said I was hiding for like 75, 85 years, and this is actually the first time I'm actually saying it and coming out. But her quote is, Quote, in my day, if you were gay, you were ostracized everywhere. That is still a problem today. Mm-hmm. Not not everywhere. I mean, you can go out like where we live. We feel relatively safe. However, if I go certain places with my wife, even in New York, we do not wear our wedding rings. We we don't hold hands. You know, we don't do everything normal couples do. Yeah, because there's still that fear there that, you know, some idiot is going to like pounce on us. Exactly. And... There's there was no social media in nineteen you know nineteen forty three. There was no place to hide. You couldn't go anywhere without your husband or a male chaperone. So to be able to be around people in a house where you're staying with the team and knowing that there's someone like you that you can confide in and talk to and maybe even experiment and have a relationship with, yeah, that happened. Yeah, and the fact that Maybell. Um, was actually explaining that, you know, at 95, when she finally came out, and you wrote the the quote here, that she felt like she had high blood pressure and her whole body seemed to drain because there was that fear of, okay, I'm coming out, right? It's just like the uh, the film Happiest Season, where the experiences of people coming out aren't the same. Some people are just, you know, they're accepted and others aren't. And the fact that Maybell at 95 comes out and she still feels that fear because, you know, what if someone doesn't like it? And then, you know, she's 95. But then she also went on to say, quote, and my whole body just seemed to drain and I just felt free and I was so happy that this had happened. That's my point, that she finally was able to be free. But as she was saying it, she had that fear of, oh my God, I'm going to now just tell the world who I really am. I think it was by accident that that just came out. Mm. You're talking about 1943. 
you don't discuss these things. We talked about it during Paper Girls, which we reviewed for the previous episode. You don't just go out and discuss these things in the 80s. Even the 90s, it was all, right. you better know your group. Right. And even now today, it's still, you really shouldn't discuss certain things unless you're with specific groups or you're on certain social media because people will lash out. Yeah. yeah. So I loved seeing the reality. That's great writing. The performances were solid. Everything that we as human beings know historically, because they even, my understanding is they had a creative team that was led by a full-time researcher mm. that they interviewed historians. They, they interviewed surviving members of the league. They studied letters, you know, memorabilia and all of this other stuff. And that is why there's true representation of the time period is all woven in here. So this has been a long time in the making to really go through and make it as accurate as possible. And I think that's why it feels so authentic. And you know, these are the types of stories that I want to see, right? When this first came out, and you mentioned that, you know, we should we should watch it. When you said A League of Their Own, you know, I was, I was thinking about the movie. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, all right, how are they going to make that right? Because I thought that Penny Marshall film was just extraordinary. Of course, Madonna was in it. So, you know, I'm a little biased. Gina Davis for me. Oh, all right. Well, I didn't know how they were going to make that better. And then, you know, this was just a totally different world. And it was just highlighting the other aspects of that time period. And so I, it was, it was an, an amazing watch. I think if this series was done when the movie came out, it would not be even a quarter of what it is now. No, I mean... I think you needed streaming and I think you needed a lot of time in between because I think if Penny Marshall had even tried to do that, there would have been someone in a boardroom cutting it. Oh, absolutely. Because back then, even the... When did it come out? 1990 something? 1992. I mean, we 92. had Xena and Xena was not allowed to even have a kiss exactly. if you remember. They it had was to subtext. Switch. It was subtext, but they also, when Gabrielle, Xena leaned down to kiss Gabrielle in one scene, they had to switch him, switch Xena to Atollocles, I think it was, who yeah. was played by Bruce Campbell because you could not have two women kissing. Right. And so that's why it's like, uh, you know what? That, I think that's why I appreciate this series so much is because, you know, they... Yes, it is. It is the a different time, and it's now a little bit more accepted. So they can showcase the truth a little bit and show that. I also want to just switch. There was one episode, uh, the Wizard of Oz type episode, where they're watching the movie mm -hmm. and they're complaining about the color, which mm -hmm. also was fascinating to me. But to see that Max and they were at the party at Uncle Bert's mm -hmm. and then you see Carson, Greta, Joe and all them at the underground bar mm -hmm. and seeing the dichotomy of where one is being raided and one isn't right and the fact that they were t they were talking about the house being so far away you know the train comes by every hour every half hour or so and the the benefit of that is that it's private. No one ever comes out there. So they feel safe. Yeah. So they have these parties knowing that everybody can enjoy themselves without reprimand, right? And then at the bar, yes, it's somewhat hidden, but because the raid happened, that means someone leaked it. And, you know, there's, there is a back door where, you know, you can try to leave, but it's, it's a lot more dangerous for them. Yeah. And it was. Joe got caught in it. And she was beaten up, and that was the impetus for her to be traded to the other team. Because it was either be traded or I believe they were going to kick her out. Yeah. Because she couldn't be in Rockford because of the connections, because there was a woman in Rockford that she was caught with. Right, exactly. And so, you know, it's, it's those things. And then Greta, she had her rules, right, to stay safe, because she was not safe once before. And she tried to let her hair down and not follow the rules, and then 
the raid happened. And so she's back in her cell. I mean, her facial reaction, that trauma on her face alone, just watching the film, just it broke me. It absolutely broke me. Because she's finally experiencing that love, I think, between Greta and Carson. I think, in my humble opinion, I do believe that they are falling in love with each other. And to finally accept that and then be like, oh, maybe we can do this. Right. Just to have reality smack you back down is really hard. And the thing is, you have Max seeing how Bert and and his partner are living. And they're happy. And And they're out. They're out. They're happy, but they have their rules. Mm -hmm. And they don't break them because they know Right. You know, they even mentioned that, you know, you might have to move. Right. You might have to go around a lot, but it's okay because to live the way you want to live, you need to accept this. So there's this guidance and this acceptance. And then you have Greta and she wants to live a certain way, but in order to live that certain way, she can't really be true to who she is. Right. And then when she finds Carson and she wants to be true to who she is, she gives up the rules and what happens? All hell breaks loose. Yeah. So it's it's a very fascinating dichotomy of what could and could not happen and how to protect yourself and how not. Yeah. And, you know, you're saying protect themselves. And the, the one theme that I really like that's that's throughout all of these eight episodes is that at the beginning when, and we played it in the trailer, you know, Joe was saying, well, um, you know, you're, you're going to the tryouts and Greta's saying, oh, there's not much competition. You know, it's like, all right, you know, I want to get in this league and, you know, I'll, I'm going to do it hell or high water. But, you know, as they developed friendships, then they were protecting each other, right? That scene where they were supposed to look like women, and um, it, it was it was Carson and Greta who pulled, I think, I think it, it was Jess. I think it was Jess, right, because Jess was just like, no, I'm not doing this. And they and were just dismissing them out of hand. Right. And, they, uh, you know, she was about to be cut, and they were like, no, no, she, 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 she signed. Yeah. They were like, she couldn't do it because she was helping us, and now we'll help her. Right. It was That's when the camaraderie, and that you can see where people were really, when they realized people were just being cut for not doing the makeup properly, not sitting properly, not right. carrying books in their head for, properly. For stupid reasons. But it was a male owned driven league so again these are obscene standards and anyone who's played softball mm. you know or played baseball or tennis you don't slide in tennis love. well i you don't slide like we do <laughs> you know you have to bring these, my i had to bring my sport in i'm sorry i, I love you. you you've seen these outfits to slide mm, yes i i can't even imagine that i'm like oh my god I mean, I've slid in polyester pants and I remember tearing up the, all the pants and ending up with what's called a raspberry Mm. and I tore up my leg. I can't imagine if I didn't have anything to even slightly protect protect my leg. Yeah. It's just, ah. but it was all for, you know, showing men how pretty and everything else. Mm -hmm. When Joe got beat up and then Joe gets traded, Mm -hmm. which rivals again, the film, the sisters get split up. Yep. And Dottie demands to be traded and, you know, gets traded instead. Mm -hmm. And yes, I still believe that Dottie dropped the ball. I'm going to say that I'm taking that up to my grave (laughs) because I will die on that hill. I still believe she dropped the ball. And I understand it was a big heartwarming thing to allow Kit to stand into the light. Okay, now moving on. One thing about sports for me has always been integrity. And it's always been the spirit of competition and the spirit of compassion that goes with sports and the way everybody comes together because they are a family, whether Joe is traded or not. These are 
chosen women to keep baseball going while men are at war. There, there's never going to be something like this again. At least, you know, I'm thinking nobody's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe a, a female will eventually play, you know, major league baseball, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're going to have our own league. Mm-hmm. These women are a sorority. They're a family. And to see them help Joe cross the plate and win the game and win the championship. Right. Yes, it's a Hollywood ending. But it also shows camaraderie, integrity for the game. They could have walked off the field and, you know, let her be taken off because you know what? With Joe out of the game, they could win. But do you want to win like that? Right. That winning at all costs isn't really winning at all. Exactly. And so, the you know, the fact that, you know, they were arguing with the umpire, she hit a home run. We We know she won. Yeah. And then, you know, they're sticking to the rules because, you know what, there's always these double standards. Ah, no. She has to touch all of the bases. Mm -hmm. So that scene actually made me cry because it's just, they were, like you were saying, keeping the integrity of the game and they were really helping their friend, right? Because yeah. they went through this thing. And who together. were the first two people that ran? It's Carson, I believe, under one arm and Greta under the other. Yep. Yep. Well Greta, the, Greta is on first base. So Yeah, but Greta's like, you know, Joe's sibling, mm-hmm. truthfully. And yeah. then Carson's like, you know, your your family. Carson is the coach. And I loved when they brought Carson in to be a coach mm. because Carson really did know aspects of the game that a lot of others didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, but it also showed that in 1943, a woman could hold this role, Mm -hmm. you know, and that women can be coaches in male sports Mm -hmm. like football, basketball, hockey, all of it. You know, anybody can be a coach. Yeah. If you have the desire, I have no reason to believe that gender or orientation plays a role in any of that. No, it's, it's about skill. Exactly. So, Carson led the team and set the tone. And so when they help Joe around, the rest of the team all gathers together, encouraging them to keep going. Right. Again, it's a Hollywood type ending. It's the the happy type ending. You don't win, but you but have you that emotion. You don't yeah, you don't win, but you do. I really liked that ending, and I don't know if it's controversial. I haven't been looking at what people think of the last episode, but I liked it. It sort of followed the movie. Mm-hmm. But I just really liked how they ended it. You felt satisfied. So if it doesn't get a season two, you're still satisfied. They mm-hmm. leave it on a slight cliffhanger. So you want season two. I mean, I want season two. Yeah. But I, it's not going to be something that you cannot ever watch again. Like I can watch season one as a standalone again and again and again if right. I want. Right. The one scene as you were talking that like really stuck in my head um, that I, I appreciated that they, they did highlight is when... You know, Lupe was sitting out because she was trying to that pitch, which was just screwing up her arm. And, you know, they were co-managers at one point, right? And Lupe actually came up with, like, different rules about when they had the night game, mm-hmm. right? She was actually the one who pointed out to the umpire, you cannot change the lights in, in mid-inning. Um, and so the fact that the two of them together were working... It's a whole. It's it's a team sport, but yeah. it's also you know that that team the teamwork made them stronger, made them better, and it it was the it's just showing that you know what if you are open to to others' strengths, mm-hmm. right? You can be stronger together. I also loved when it came to Lupe, like um, 
the way they their relationship with Dove, they were being told, you know, you're going to be, um, Dove was referring to Lupe as um, the, the protege. Thank you. Um, and, you know, they kept trying to do his pitch. And Carson finally turns around and goes, look, that's his pitch. What's your pitch? Yeah. And the fact that, you know, the reason why that's the only thing that he was known for is because he blew out his arm trying to do that. They were not, Dove was not teaching Lupe how to do it properly. Yep. No one probably taught Dove how to do it properly. So, you know, it's just that the, the fact that Lupe was trying to impress Dove to her detriment. Yeah. But see, isn't that interesting? That's what I'm saying. It's like everybody, every character was laid out so well over the course of the season. I mean, there were secondary characters you don't know too much about. But for the most part, the major characters, we knew their insecurities. Mm-hmm. We knew their flaws. We knew their their uh, their pros. Mm-hmm. We saw how they all balanced each other. And it took almost like fighting like siblings to figure it out. Right. Uh, the And then the parallel there with, you know, or maybe the irony, that Carson was telling Lupe, you know, find who you are. And then when Carson's husband came back from the war... She lost herself. Yeah. She became him. And she just, she lost her way. And everybody was like, who, who are you? Yeah, you know, and, but, and until, but that happens, doesn't it? When yes, you get into a relationship, you find that you lose yourself. And we're talking 1943. The mm-hmm. woman couldn't have a bank account. She mm-hmm. couldn't do all these things. And she's playing professional baseball. She's now the coach of the team. People are looking to her for guidance. And the husband comes home and all of a sudden she shrinks back into the housewife role where she doesn't have control over anything. And she's not happy in that role. She yep. never was. That's why she That's why she ran away. That's to why do, she wrote that letter to, on yeah. a lot of alcohol. Yes, exactly. So, you know, it's I I love that there was all of all of these different lenses, mm-hmm. you know, and and showcasing that. It's not yeah. straightforward. I love that it did that because especially with the Max Clance storylines um, Tony, mm. Gary, all of that. It, you know, Uncle Bert. I love Uncle Bert. It's just such a great series, and it's so rich, and it's so well done. Yeah the the scene in the supermarket where you know they're trying to buy crab, and you know the 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 vendor that they were buying crab for gave the gave them the wrong thing, and they they were trying to get crab from a store where really black folks weren't accepted they were they were ignored you know and it made me so angry i'm not saying that i experienced the same thing but there are times that i feel like i'm invisible because i'm not white especially when i was in kentucky i don't feel that as much now but when i was in kentucky i felt invisible because my sister and i were the only two in the high school who who were asian everybody else was white and we just disappeared and it just it sucks. That feeling of not being seen, of being heard, sucks. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I am uh, trying not to get too emotional here. So uh, let us move on. Do you have any other good or themes that we should talk about? No, I'm, I'm good with themes and good. Okay. So then let's go on with the bad. Do you have any bad? You know... For, for the second show in a row. No, I don't. Really? Yes. Yeah, so okay. This is all you, This is babe. all me. Again? Jeez. <laughs> People are going to think I don't like things. All right. I'm just going to preface this that I really do like this series, but the, the baseball, the throwing around the field just was so 
weird. See, to me, it wasn't. I was like, it's showing that they they can throw the ball. But right? it looked like a CGI baseball being tossed around. I, un- and I just, understand, but I, they're supposed to be uh, female baseball players. Look, I watched the movie again, and it looked like an authentic baseball being thrown around. I don't know what it was. It just looked so weird to me. Mm, okay. um, I am going to say a cute, though. I kept looking at those baseball gloves going, oh my God, how did they catch with them back then? <laughs> I know, like, wait. It's like you have an extra finger that just flops around. <laughs> but it's a, it's just amazing the, how they used to use those Mets. Um, I do have one bad. And again, just like last uh, episode, this isn't a reflection on the show. Mm-hmm. It is a reflection on something I saw. And I'm going to quote some reviews specifically. Um, I'm not mentioning the individuals who posted it, but it was referenced on, I'm going to say I got these from... Um, Specific websites that shall not be maimed where you can put reviews and you can review bomb and do whatever you want. Take that as it is. One is, quote, a vulgar brooding mess. Another is lesbian players having affairs, too much Hollywood culture, very woke, rampant lesbianism, gender neutrality, male or are they female characters? Once again, this is based. Is this based on historical facts or is this an all girl baseball team? Reason I'm mentioning those specific that stuck out to me. We have already mentioned that, number one, one of the players just came out at 95. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is real. Number two, that same player, who I think has a little more credibility because, oh, wait, they were there, says that there were queer people and that they felt safe for the first time and that they could all hang out and they were there together and they were having relations because, oh, wait, they found their people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Finally... <laughs> lesbian people exist the lgbtq plus community exists we have since the dawning of time we will continue until all of us are wiped off the face of the earth by an asteroid it happens we exist in nature this is shining a light on the reality of the time frame where women were treated as second-class citizens where people of color weren't even treated like citizens and frankly again queer people existed so for me Seeing comments like that is sad because it's really showing me that with all the hope this series does and for all the changes and for everything that I know we have advanced, seeing things like this and knowing that Roe v. Wade's been overturned and things like that, it just reminds me how backwards we're still going and how we still have so far yet to go where we stop judging everyone else for everything they do. Live and let live. Look, just stop. If you don't like something, turn it off. Don't review bomb. Don't hide behind a computer. Just turn it off. End scene. <laughs> All right. So since I don't have any bad, can we move on to the I'm cute? surprised. It's that there's nothing that you like camera angles or like. No. Wow. No. What have you done with my wife? Uh, you know, I'm mm. very. No, that just means we've seen some really good stuff and we've been lucky. Yes. So let's go on to the cute, shall we? There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, so that line from uh, from uh, Tom Hanks's character. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you, I, I had to do that. You you were just a tad late there. Dear. I know, but I had to find it. I but you know the the fact that that iconic line still lives on is just great, and it's amazing to me because you and I both know, having seen the movie when it came out, mm-hmm. we didn't obviously know each other then. We were what nine years away from meeting at mm-hmm. that point. But literally, if you are anywhere and you go, there's no crying in baseball. People go, oh, a league of their own. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. It's just an iconic <laughs> line. It's like if you say never let go, Jack, I turn around and go, they both could have fit on the door. It, really? I'm Did saying, you go there? <laughs> um, my point is there are certain films that have certain iconic lines that you love to see mm. and you know it's connected. And, and had they not used that line and they used it well, they didn't just throw it in. Right. It was actually done in a section that made sense. Yes. So that was great. Yeah. Um, SD driving. Oh my gosh. I was laughing out loud with that. Why? So she was driving and she was speaking Spanish and arguing with Lupe in the back seat. And so, you know, the, the fact that Jess is actually playing it, the, the referee between the two of them and then actually just left so that they can hash I, things out. And I loved it because I, I looked at you and I went, but all of those cars had spare tires. I don't understand. <laughs> and you just looked at me and went, oh. oh. And it was because Jess was basically realizing that her teammates needed a moment to hash this out. And yeah. when Lupe's like, hey, you said there wasn't a spare. And Jess is like, no, I said I needed to get something to help me do this. And they had three Cokes. Yeah. Which immediately glass bottles. All I thought of was, oh, Sheila likes those. I love Coke in the bottle. Mm, yum, 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 yum. I can't drink soda anymore. Um, um, okay. The friendship, the friendship between yeah. Clance and Maxine. Yeah. That was just, you know, it just shows that they're two different people, but they love each other as sisters. You know, they've got each other's backs. They fight like sisters. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that scene where Maxine didn't make the baseball team, you know, and she just expected Clance to to console her and didn't even remember that Clance's husband was going to be shipped out the next day. It was their last night together. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was just such a a powerful scene to me because it's like, you know, this is not just about you. And I admit, I sometimes just think about me and how it affects me and not everybody else. So it's just very, it, it was a very poignant scene. Conversely, continuing that, when Tony, Maxine's mom, is sitting across from Clance and Clance is saying, you know, I, I can't do this alone because she's pregnant. Yeah. And then Tony's like, you didn't tell her, did you? Referring to Maxine. And Clance is like, no, because she would have stayed. Was that how that happened? I thought yeah. it was reversed. Well, even but, if okay. even if Tony says it, I, but the point is, Max would have stayed to take care of Clance. Right. And so Clance gave up that security to ensure that, you know, her sister that by Max another mister got to live dream. their dream. Yep, yep. And the fact that Tony then, right, because the whole series, Clance is afraid of Tony. It's like, yeah. uh, your mom just <laughs> wait your you're mom. bringing me to dinner what <laughs> yeah the fact that tony steps up and is now the 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 support for clance during mm-hmm. this time when her husband has gone to war and her best friend is off playing baseball yep you know it's just okay it's a community it's the found family aspect mm-hmm. right and so that was very heartwarming because they both want max to follow her dream. I want to see Clance's comic books. Mm. I love how her mind worked and was drawing. And then she would let the kids read it. And the kids would be like, Captain America is better. She's like, what is Captain America now? <laughs> you know, I loved the, the cuteness there, that innocence, that even though all of this stuff was going on, Clance had this amazing innocence about mm-hmm. her as a character that made you just want to be around them all the time. Yeah. And that she she actually is a lot more astute than than anybody gives her credit for. Yeah. And 
And she shows that in her comics. And the fact that, you know, she knows she's good, right? She she always gets accolades from, from Max. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, it's that insecurity that, all right, am I really good enough? She actually uses the kids as her sounding board, right? It's like, all right, you know, what do you think about this? And so, you know, she's trying to get feedback from them, but in a sly way because she doesn't want to... She doesn't want to admit that mm-hmm. she needs that type of feedback. And I, I thought that was just so very well done. I love that character. That character to me is just everything about cute and good about the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have any other cute that you want to mention? I don't think so. So uh, I guess that is our discussion of A League of Their Own. Yay! Yay! And now it's time for our Forever Fangirls rating. Drum roll, please. We rate A League of Their Own 4.5 stars. Yay! Yay! Uh, We do agree on that rating, by the way. And I'm going to say the truth here. I was really worried when I saw this trailer. Okay. I love the film. Mm. I have always loved the film. Um, The nostalgia was very strong for me. So seeing the trailer, I was a little concerned because I was worried where they were going to go and how they were going to handle things. And... If it would be like a page by page redone of the film or if, you know, they were going to do more. I I didn't know. So Mm. I jumped on a leap of faith after seeing some people say, go see it. You need to watch it. And then we got our our Forever Fan Pod Twitter account, people telling us to do it. Mm -hmm. And after seeing it, I cannot say enough about it. Yes, I'm not going to lie. There's some flaws. Which is why we gave it a 4.5 stars. You know, we didn't cover them. And the reason we didn't cover other flaws is because we could overlook them because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to waste time trying to regale you with why I think it's worth a watch. You've you've heard us discuss this. It's the first time I'm just going to ask you, the listening audience, if you haven't seen it and you still listen to this, please just try. Just sit down and watch this series. Yeah. And so for me, um, when I first started watching it i i couldn't put my finger on what i was feeling initially and then about halfway through watching the series it finally hit me i was angry i wasn't angry at the show i was angry at the time period right the realistic way of how women struggled against misogyny and discrimination and how they were just cast aside and discounted as not able to do anything or not worth anything. And it was so blatant. And I, I just, I couldn't help but think that that is where some people now in 2022 are forcing women to go back to. You had mentioned it, you know, that one scene where Carson gave the money to her husband and said that she was, op- she was afraid to open a bank account because he wasn't there. I think she said she could not open a bank account because he was not there. Well, I just know that the notorious... Ruth Bader Ginsburg was pivotal in ensuring yes. that women's rights had, you know, gone above and beyond. But anyway, that dialogue still leaves a very sour taste in my mouth because they were denied the freedom to be independent, right? We have the choice to do what we want to do. We are capable of doing so many different things. And I don't want that to be taken away from us. So anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but I do think that this is a very well done series and that it showcases how women are very capable and that if we find a way to persevere in life and in love, we will get there. So anyway, 
if you do have a moment to to take in this show, I would. It really is fun. And if nothing else, the baseball is good. Just don't focus on the actual baseball. Itself, <laughs> but I mean, the, the, the sports are really good. Yeah. And, you know, the injuries and, and the way they play is I loved watching the actual game mm-hmm. bits. Um, there's not enough of them, in my opinion, but I loved the story behind it. And I can understand why that probably had to be cut for it. Right. So that is definitely going to be our show. As always, thank you for joining us. If there's anything that we missed that you wanted us to discuss or something you want to let us know, you can always leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com forward slash forever fangirls podcast. And as always, whatever you are listening to us on, make sure you hit that little subscribe button so you do not miss a future episode. Yes. And if you have a moment, leave us a review because we love reading reviews. Yes, we do. Okay. So until next time, stay safe, be kind and remember... We can only move forward, live in our truth, and fight for the freedom to be who we are. Never give up on your dreams. Never give up on yourself. You deserve to be happy in your own skin. The world is your playground. <laughs>